Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 314 and it is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right, and joining us live in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, he is the host of the Everything Podcast, and you can also find him on Wrestling is Trash. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary party people, please give it up for Lou. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I love this show. I'm not just saying that because I'm here as a guest, but this is actually one of the shows that I actually say that I love and I actually listen to, so I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. That's awesome, man. We appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man. We've been out. We've been out for a couple of weeks. Um, I was on vacation last week. Uh, Carl uh, was. Yeah, uh, Carl had some other stuff uh, the week before, but we are back here. Uh, episode three fourteen. Uh, we're talking about we're having a bad comic book movies tournament. So we've got thirty two films. Uh, that we're gonna uh, talk about, and um, you know, we, we're gonna you know get get to the first half of the tournament, and then maybe next week we'll conclude with the remaining 16. So we're gonna get to the round of 16 by whittling down to 32 bad comic book films uh, that I put together for this bracket. Um, yeah, before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to um, our friend of the show and sponsor, uh, Afton Ward of Infamous Customs, that's M-F-A-M-U-S Customs. Uh, check her out if you want some Codex Prime apparel, uh, t-shirts, merchandise, Victor Vader, DJ Mr. Bird branding, um, as well as any customizable t-shirts of your own choosing. Uh, you can also follow her on Instagram at Infamous Customs as well. Uh, so yeah, here we are, uh, two weeks, uh, two weeks in, um, Brand new episode for y'all, ner- more nerd goodness and magic. Uh, Lou, tell us, how's life in, in your world? Oh, life is actually really good. Um, I, I'm glad to, to, to be here today. I had, a, I had quite the long couple of days here. I uh, had a, I was just talking about this on another show. I had a, uh, my car has been giving me all kinds of trouble. And I left that at the mechanic today for seven hours and got it back the same way I brought that bitch in. Fucked up. Damn. Fucked <laughs> up. So uh, while I was waiting for that, I was getting done because I had a storage unit that I emptied out Sunday and it literally took three days to get it out, separate it, donate half of the shit I owned in there and um, just kind of get everything settled. So um, pretty long day. But then uh, luckily we have podcasts here to kind of distract one from the hurdles of life. So I am doing very good right now. I am doing excellent Oh, that's awesome. That's good to hear. It's good to hear. And uh, Carl, yeah, man, it's been a while, man. How are things in, how is life in your neck of the woods? It's pretty hectic as usual, but, you know, nothing new. Uh, it's uh, life changing, possibly by next week I will be a father. Man, wow. wow. Amazing. Baby girl, I know baby girl on the way, so, uh, yeah, I'm... Um, Am I? I'm freaking terrified, but I'm sure I'll be all right. Um, yes, the bet is if I'm gonna pass out in the hospital. <laughs> My oh, vote shit. is yes. <laughs> so we shall, we shall see. Another thing too, I'm really excited about. I we um, this is an announcement that I wanted to make maybe two weeks ago, but you know, life gets in the way and everything. But. Um, as we all know, all three of us are indeed wrestling fans. It's the uh, WrestleMania that we are into WrestleMania season. 
And of course, everybody makes their uh, WrestleMania plans, but I will be at, for night two, April 2nd, for night two of WrestleMania, I will be at Moonshine Alley in downtown Providence, where I will be moderating a Q&A with former WWE superstar and uh, former WWE hardcore champion, the first winner of the Tough, tough Enough competition, Maven. Oh, shit. Cool. Nice. So I'll be there, you know, representing the podcast. And um, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's actually about 90% done. I'll be uh, selling uh, copies of my mixtape there, Rise of the Black Panther. So, uh, yo, come on out. You know, if you don't want to stay in the house for night two of WrestleMania, come on through. You know, it's going to be free to get in, and I believe. Um, don't quote, actually, don't quote me on that, but, um, <laughs> it's going to be free to, I believe just said that, but, um, yo, it's going to be a good time, it's going to be a good time, we're going to be watching his WrestleMania 18 match, and do a little watch along with that, so, um, and yeah, just come through, kick it with Maven, take pictures with the, um, Tough Enough Trophy, take pictures with Maven, watch some WrestleMania, talk some shit, like normal wrestling fans do. And yeah, let's just have a great time. So nice. Maven, yeah. who, who was who was almost murdered by the Undertaker when he eliminated him. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to murder, and I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> nice, awesome. So yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yes, uh, gentlemen, shall we uh, get into the proceedings of this uh, bad accomplishment tournament? We shall, cause I'm I, I'm ready. I looked at this I looked at this um, tournament and I'm like, you know what? Let's get it. I, I, I some a few things I gotta say, and I think, you know, I think this is actually gonna be fine. How I want to do it is instead of voting for which one's the better movie, which one's the worst movie. Right. Yeah. Yes. Let's celebrate Snap. That's right. Yeah, it's all about snout in this tournament. Um, yeah, I had, uh, you know, putting that, putting together this bracket, I I did leave out uh, a bunch of others that we've had in in past tournaments before. So I wanted to make it as as new as possible with some new additions that we haven't covered in previous tournaments. Um, hence uh, the the exclusion of certain X Men films like Dark Phoenix and X Men Origins and The Last Stand. Yeah, and Apocalypse as well. Uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we have 32 uh, ba- bad comic book films um, of of, ver- of varying degrees, varying degrees of quality. Uh, so yeah, uh, just to just to give you give you all a roundup a roundup of the current matches that we have here uh, in the first round uh, in the uh, in the late in the late 80s early 2000s uh, retro division here we have the first eight films of this tournament. We've got Catwoman versus Steel. That's a that's already a goddamn. <laughs> oh, that's a crit, that's a cringeworthy of which one is worse. But I think I. Have... <laughs> oh yeah. This is more comedy than everything. <laughs> I'm already un, I'm already uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Well, it's gonna get more uncomfortable uh, with the next round. We have Superman Four: The Quest for Peace versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three. Um, we also have Judge Dredd 
1995 Stallone versus Spawn. And we've oh, got. Come on, man. Right? See, this is the thing. Now, I know I'm a guest here. I don't mean to be rude or any of that shit. But I'm looking at this list. Carl sent me this list earlier, and I pulled it up, and I'm reading through it. And I'm like, oh, yes, Catwoman Steel. This is going to be fun. I'm going down this list, and I'm like, that's not a bad movie. That's not a bad movie. What's happening here? But this, <laughs> I have this problem with these early comic book movies where, like, I find if I find something I love in a movie, I'll just, I can't say it's bad. Okay. And that's a me thing, but it's we're going to go down this list, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to have trouble, because some of these, to me, are not bad. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Well, oh, I'm looking forward okay. to the conversations. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then the next round, we have uh, the two uh, Batman Schumacher films, Batman Forever versus Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> take your pick there. Uh, we also have, uh, in the next... Uh, Next series of uh, brackets, we have Blade Trinity versus Jonah Hex, uh, Daredevil versus Elektra, uh, Fantastic Four from 2015, or Fant Stick as it's spelled out, versus the New Mutants, uh, representing the X-Men, and we have the Spirit versus Son of the Mask. Remember that? <laughs> wow. No! <laughs> <laughs> Um, next... I literally think that's the only movie on here that I haven't watched is Son of Mask. Yeah. I, I believe it's the only one that I haven't seen out of all these movies. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Carl? Um, There's a couple I haven't seen, but there are some that I really think... Okay, um, I know you you want to be fair. You got to be fair. You know, throw some MCU, throw some DCEUs. But there is one DC movie that I think that that should be on this list. Uh huh. Yeah. Where the, where's, 80, where's WW eighty four at? The well one and um, the eighties Supergirl movie. <laughs> oh. Nah, but that's like so bad is good though. Like I like that. Come on with that movie though. Come on. Come on, man. Helen Slater, bro. You can't be mad at that movie, bro. That movie's so bad it's good. It's for the check. It was for the check. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of Marvel, we do have uh, the Marvel bracket here with the MCU uh, and MCU adjacent. We've got Thor: The Dark World versus Iron Man Two, uh, Spider Man Three. <laughs> Versus The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Eternals versus Thor Love and Thunder. And Venom versus Morbius. It's Morbin time. Yep. And he morbed all over the bad guys. <laughs> how can he, how can that be on here? It made a more billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared Leto. Uh, more on him later. Uh, trash. He trash. <laughs> And then, uh, rounding out the uh, last uh, brackets, we have uh, some DC properties. We have the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen versus Hellboy from 2019. Uh, Batman versus Superman versus Green Lantern. Um, oh, yep. Batman v Superman being on this list offends me in in every fiber of my being. Uh, I'm offended. Oh, we'll talk about it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we also have Watchmen from 2009 versus Justice League from 2017. Uh, not Zack Snyder's Justice League from 2020, but 2021, but 
Justice League from 2017, Joss Whedon. And lastly, we've got Suicide Squad 2016 versus a 2014 reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is only one good part in that entire movie. Um. <laughs> so yeah, 32 films of snout. Uh, so yeah, um, for those of you in the comments, feel free to drop uh, any recommendations or your thoughts as we move through this first round of the tournament. And then uh, once we conclude uh, this round of 32, we'll uh, conclude the tournament next week with the round of 16 and get to the last uh, last uh, winner or loser, depending on your perspective, of this bad comic book movies tournament. All right, so uh, gentlemen, uh, shall we begin with our first matchup? Freaking oh, let's get it. All right. Let's get it. So, uh, first things first, we've got two stinkers here. Catwoman, starring Holly Berry, versus Shaquille O'Neal's Steel. So, let's begin with our guest, Lou. What say you for oh this round? Oh, my God. This is horrific. What a horrific way to start this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, here's the thing with these movies. Steel is an absolute atrocity of a movie. Like, it's just, it's the, the helmet he wears, his suit looks like shit. The, the, the effects are, I mean, there was, I, I'll give him props for the practical effects where they had Shaq on wires and shit. Like, <laughs> <around>. <laughs> I don't know how they pulled that off. Um, but my God, Catwoman is, is just so cringe inducingly bad. Like, it's just, the the VFX in that movie did not obviously they didn't age well. They didn't look good when I saw it, mm. and I went to the theaters to see that piece of shit. Damn. Dude, mm. I just it just it. The thing is, at least with Steel, he tried to remain true to the character somewhat in some respect, and he actually looked like John Henry Irons, like the the actual comic because the comic character is huge, mm. like the dude's huge. So you know, body wise. He may not look like I'm in the face, but it's a big dude, you know. But it's just the fact that Catwoman, like, it, it had nothing to do with, like, what Catwoman really is. Like, it just, it was just, it was just, like, CGI for CGI's sake at some points. Like, when she's jumping on the rooftops and shit and the sliding and the, bro, I can't with that movie. I just, I can't. Mm. I would have to go with, it's, this is so hard. I'm trying to justify Catwoman. But steel is so bad. <laughs> steel is so bad. Fuck it. I'm gonna stick with Catwoman. And my initial reaction is to pick Catwoman. It's much worse than Steel. I'm gonna stick with that. Hmm. Okay. Gotcha. How about you, Carl? Woo! Well, that movie. Okay, Catwoman was simply made just to put Holly Berry in a cat suit. Uh, you can already tell just by looking at it. Like, yo, Holly Berry in a cat suit. This is gonna make millions. They lied to us. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steel was made because at the time where Shaq was like the greatest thing since this was during the Twism days. Oh, the world is mine. <laughs> this way he was doing records with Biggie and Lloyd Tariq and Peter Guns. Damn. So, I mean, Sha and Shaq just don't know how to act. Like, he did Kazam around the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
not. It really isn't. This one's. I really feel hard. like this is the hardest one it, it out of is. this whole I shit. Which one is worse? <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go with. I'm gonna go with Catwoman because she's not even Selena Kyle at that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She was a uh, Patience Phillips. That was the name of her character. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> Yeah. It's exactly what her initials are. PP. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Catwoman as well. Um, uh, for a couple reasons. One, the fact that this was one of the movies that Holly Berry did after she won her Oscar for Monsters Ball. Um, yeah, but she was gracious enough to accept her Razzie in person while clutching her Oscar as well. So that was cool. Yeah, you know, because she 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 knew what she got herself into. Um, but is is that a thing? <clears throat> Isn't that a thing though? Like people who win an Oscar, they end up doing a bomb like the next movie. Isn't that like some kind of Oscar curse or some shit? Uh, for some actors, yeah. Like for example, Cuba Gooding Jr. Like once he won, <laughs> oh, Jeremy he never Moore. recovered, bro. Yeah, he never recovered from radio, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and radio and then what? Boat trip right after that? Yeah, he, after radio is a wrap for Cuba Gooding, bro. Mm. Yeah, man. That poor guy, dude. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jamie Foxx, when he, when he won the Oscar for, the, for Ray, and then he did Stealth. I like that movie, though. I enjoyed that movie, though. <laughs> that movie was tight. I liked it. I liked the, the whole thing with the AI stealth bomber playing. Because he, he wasn't in the movie for, like, 15 minutes because he ended up, spoiler alert, guys, he dies, like, in the, like, close to the middle of the film mm. so it uh, wasn't like he was starring and that was like a jamie fox vehicle actually that movie was from what i remember it was filmed before he did uh ray it was like on the shelf and then they put it out since he won the oscar they were like oh let's get this movie out there so they threw it out there mm. so and big <laughs> shout out to jim Smart. you already know what jim's saying <laughs> oh no don't we can't repeat that right yeah, we can't. Birds of prey. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, snap! No, I know that's that's Vic's movie though. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that, bro. Don't do uh, like that. Jim, Jim Savar says, uh, "Birds of prey sucks ass, like Quiet Place and all that Guardians crap." Wow. What's wrong with Quiet Place? <laughs> well, Quiet. I like Quiet Place. I like both films, but like when you think about it for like two seconds, like the logic of like the the creatures and the sound, it's like. Well, wait a minute. Like, so if they're that sensitive to sound, so like basically everybody would die. So like, if you make bodily noises that you can't control, then you're pretty much true. dead. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. So it's true. not a not a suspension of disbelief. And Guardians Guardians one was great. Was great. Part two, eh, not so much. So wait, hold up. He said Guardian like Guardians as in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with that movie? No, I, I <laughs> wasn't that at all. I like no, Part I'm talking one. about the, the, your, the commenter. Oh, he's saying that's a bad movie. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Jim's not a he's not he's not ah, a big Jim. like comedy. We gotta we gotta talk, man. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like the he doesn't like comedic superhero movies. Dude, Guardians of the Galaxy is like that's one of the best Marvel movies. Period. Like that movie came out, and I was blown away by that movie because I was expecting nothing. That might have been part of it. Because, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm going to go see it because it's Marvel. But it's like, you know, trailer looks cool. I'll check it out. But, but mm-hmm. dude, dude, that movie's phenomenal, dude. Yeah, I actually saw Guardians. At least uh, to me. Yeah. I actually saw Guardians twice when it came out in theaters. So. I saw, I it, one, I saw, 
Right, and I like I didn't know what to, I went in there not knowing what to expect as well, and then it was just that that shit blew out blew my mind. We are group. That was one of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just visually, man, when they're on Xandar and fucking just the, it just looks so different than everything else we had gotten. Uh, I was just like, this is the greatest shit ever. Yeah. Two just was two was, it was not gonna measure up to the first one, but it still wasn't bad. It was yeah. it's still watchable. Yeah. It's still watchable. Still had its moments and stuff. So it was right. Like, yeah. But yeah, he he needs his he needs his superhero hero movies to be like serious. I mean that's cool, you know. Everybody has their opinions. I just to say it's crap. That's that's uh, I think that's a bit much. Yeah. That's a little yeah. much. Mm. But uh, right. but yeah, speaking of crap, uh, Catwoman uh, makes it to the next round. Uh, like, oh, like, I, hate even, I hate to even hear that. Yeah, uh, uh, Steel. Steel. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Steel a little bit of slack because it had that '90s jank. Like it, it did the best it had, like with limited resources, and it's and it had a it had a new Jack. Well, save the Steel too, is it had a little bit of new Jack swing in there in the soundtrack. So hmm. yeah, you can't go yeah. wrong with the swing. You get a you get a big pass with that. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, uh, Catwoman next round, and uh, for the next uh, next matchup we have Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Versus Destroy Superman. <laughs> versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, a.k.a. one of the worst Ninja Turtles films ever made. Wow. Uh, that's saying something. That's yeah. saying something with that Michael Bay shit out there. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, man, oh. Carl. Uh, that was Turtles in Time, right? Yeah, it was the Turtles in oh, Time. They go travel God. back to Japan. Oh, yeah, Turtles they go to medieval Listen, man, let me tell you something. I have a soft spot 
for these uh I don't I don't remember exactly their names, but like the Salkins, those mm-hmm. uh like uh like Johan Globus movies, those all the eighties schlock that came out at the time. Mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for all those movies. So Superman four was one of those movies that I had on tape. And I must have watched that movie uh if if a if a thousand times is once that I've watched it 27,000 times. Like me and my cousin, who's more like my brother than anything, we would sit there and recite those lines over and over and over again. I thought Nuclear Man was the shit when I was a kid. I thought he was such a badass. I was trying to find comics with Nuclear Man. I couldn't find any fucking Nuclear Man comics nowhere, bro. Um, I, it, it just... There's something so horribly campy about that movie that I just, I can't help but love it. And it comes from a childhood thing that I saw it when I was so young. And I just, it, I, I will, you'll never hear me say that that's a bad movie ever, ever, ever. It might be, but you won't hear it from me. Oof, man. Yeah, I, I know. It's, listen, uh, Nuclear Man, when the, he's, uh, one of my favorite scenes is that movie, <laughs> in that movie is when um, Luther is, like nuclear man's trying to he's attempting to walk up to luther to kill him and uh, luther's hitting him with like a little mirror with sunlight and then like he gets up so the sunlight hits him so he gets up and shit and turns on and he starts pacing over and then he puts it away and then he goes back down into the little thing um and of course superman flying him into the sun is just fucking just <laughs> excellent cinema who could ask for more Wow. I'm going Turtles all the way. Turtles 100%. That movie never should have been greenlit, dude. Because the first one was great. The second one, even though I didn't like how they changed Raphael's from being like... Raphael was black in the first Ninja Turtles. (laughs) And then, for some reason, they decided, nah, we can't have him. No, they changed his whole voice and shit. He got weird in the second one. But still enjoyed it. Enjoyed the Super Shredder thing. Enjoyed the soundtrack, so uh, I got a big love for the first two movies. But that third one, bro, mm. Stinkeru. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, wow. Well, you know, Superman four. Um, <laughs> what could what could be said about that? I mean, I think it was like uh, distributed by. I think it was Canon. Canon was like yeah. the. Yeah, because they distribute a lot of like '80s schlock, and at the time, like Superman was already on the decline. Like you had Superman three with Richard Pryor, and that was the one where Superman got drunk, and yeah, like you know, fought himself. Yeah, he he basically fought himself, and Richard Pryor was acting all scared for no reason, and yeah, it, it, it was the franchise was already on the decline at that point. But then you had Ninja Turtles three. Which was just offensively bad. Like even as a kid, with with my when I was nine year nine years old, because it came out in ninety three. You know, even nine year old me with like no standards at that time, like I I was mad. I was like, wow, this movie sucks. <laughs> and then and this and this, it was off off the heels of uh, off of um RoboCop three, which also sucked. And I was oh a huge RoboCop God. fan. So. Oh. So it was a bad year for movies for nine year old big, wasn't it? It it was. It was. And thinking about it more, you know what? I gotta go with Ninja Turtles 3 as well. Because Superman 4, I mean the the, the you know, we, we all we all know we all know where it is in a bad movie canon, but Ninja Turtles 3, man, come on. That Yeah, they fumbled. That's that's a that's what you call completely fumbling the bag. Like oh, yeah. like in every way. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, two so Ninja Turtles three, uh 
Yep. The, Way inside. <laughs> yeah, they travel backward, back in time, but they're moving forward to the next round. So there you go. Uh, next. <laughs> so next up, next up in this uh, in this bracket, we've got two uh, '90s stinkers here. We've got S- Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dread. I am the law. Versus. Versus. Versus Michael Jai White's Spawn. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I'll, I'll I'll go I'll kick off this round. Um, man, you know it, I'm I'm thankful that you know uh, in 2012 we got it right with Carl uh, Urban's Dread. That was an awesome film, underrated. Yeah. Um, did it, did the character justice. But back then, man, like you had Judge Dredd, which, you know, the, the character in the comics never took his helmet off. You never saw his face. But because he had an A-list for Lex Stallone, he routinely kept t- took the took his helmet off all the time. Uh, but then but then you, had, you also had some unintentionally uh, classic scenes like where he's uh, arguing with his brother Rico. He's like, you betrayed the law. And then his brother goes, law. And, <laughs> and that was like the best dialogue in the whole film. Um <laughs> Uh, but then you had Michael Jai White's Spawn, which, you know, I mean, all right. First, Michael Jai White, you know, given the limitations of, of 90s CGI, I think the film came out a decade too early, perhaps. Um, John Leguizamo was annoying as fuck. I know that that's how the character is written, but it, it went beyond how the character was written into, like, genuinely annoying territory. So, like... To the point where I, I wanted to shut the DVD off. That's how annoying John Leguizamo's clown was. Um, but, oh my god, this is tough for me, man. I, 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 I gotta uh, I, I, I got say, you know, I'm gonna have to go with Judge Dredd for this one. Uh, actually, no, no, no. Actually, no, no, we're, 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 I'm gonna go with Spawn on this one. I'm gonna go with Spawn and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Spawn on this one because because you know Judge Dredd th- th- there there is there's some there's a tiny bit of charm if you if if you squint your eyes a little you can appreciate some of like the like the, the, the costume design you can appreciate some of like how the world looked it, like it kind of looked cool like like the futuristic cool as per ninety standards but Spawn man even with the limitations of the nineties. It, John Leguizamo's performance really tanks it for me, man. Like, like the way, like the, the the choices of his character was way too annoying, has no redeeming value. I I, I got to go with Spawn for this one because of Leguizamo. I mean, and I like John Leguizamo as an actor, but his clown was not doing it. It was not it. I was gonna say, watch the Babysitters with John Leguizamo. The Babysitters? I haven't heard of that one. Was that? A... Oh, it's a pretty fucked up movie. So that's right up your alley. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. Wow, you see how fast his neck turned? Immediately. (laughs) Immediately started scribbling. (laughs) I'm going to make my pick. And this one hurt my heart that you even put it there. Mm -hmm. But this is Vic. I'm not surprised you do it. You you know, he'll throw some shit at me out of spite. (laughs) (laughs) But I liked Spawn. As a 12-year-old kid, I had him. Oh, watch now. Yeah, I still watch it to this day. Yes, the CGI did the CGI did not age at all. I do. I will go with, along with your sentiment. I would say that it did. It was released ten years too early. 
Yeah. But Spawn was on Spawn and the rest of the Image Comics. They were on a huge like it was a huge tidal wave going on. So they they had to capitalize on that at that moment. Hmm. Um, but goddamn Judge Dredd, yeah. You know, the only thing memorable was when Rob Schneider just goes, "I am the law." <laughs> That's it. That's it. That is it. Not to mention they had a video game. They had the video game that went along with the movie because that just kind of happened. Yeah. And I remember Blockbuster Video had a little tournament, and that was the promote. That was the game to promote. You know, that was the game, and the game was like slightly better. It was, but the movie was so bad that I was my dad rented it just so we could practice for the tournament. And I was just like, no, this movie was so bad. Like, I just, I had no interest in it. Mm. I tanked him during this. I was like, you know what? No, I can't do it. I can watch Spawn and be completely okay to this day. So Judge Dredd is, is worse for me. Judge Dredd. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I'm going to unanimously... We're going to unanimously go with Judge Dredd here. Um, my thing with Judge Dredd is, as Vic brought up, the, the main thing about Judge Dredd in the comics is that you have no idea what this dude looks like because he is his face is his helmet. Like, that's his face. <laughs> yeah, He's Judge Dredd. That, that's the essence of that character. And in this movie, they're like, nope. He wears it at the beginning, I think, a little bit, and then the rest of the movie is just him all beautiful and shit with his hair all gelled up getting beat up by all these mutants and whatnot. Um, and speaking out of the left side of his face for some god-awful reason. Um, another thing about that movie that is very annoying is Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider in that entire movie, look out, Dread, Watch out, Dread, Dread, no, Dread, Watch out, Dread. It's like, okay, bro, I get it. Like, you're afraid. I understand. But tone it down a little bit. Bring it down a notch. Spawn. Not a bad movie. You will not hear one bad word about Spawn from me. Hmm. Um, when that movie came out, you have to understand that when that movie came out, I was I had transitioned from Marvel fanboy to like Image Comics fanboy. They had everybody, bro. They had McFarlane. They had Eric Larson. They had Wells Portacio. They had Dale Known. They had all the fucking top artists, bro. Jim Lee. Everybody was there. Mark Silvestri was there. And they just started creating all these new characters, which, you know, they kind of look like Marvel characters with just little differences, but that's okay. It's cool. I was young and I, you know, I was into like the artwork. So when all that shit was going on, then they come out with a Spawn movie. Now, again, you guys are 100% correct. Came out a little too early. <laughs> it probably should have come out like at this time, which I think he's working on a new one with Jamie Foxx, but God knows, it, it, that's, it, God knows that, if that's going to happen. <laughs> but um, the effects... When it comes to the suit itself and stuff that the suit does that doesn't involve the chains and the cape, the effects are pretty cool. But that ending, when he goes to hell and Malbolgia mm -hmm. appears, yeah, that giant, dude, that those effects, that's mm -hmm. some Commodore sixty four shit. I don't know who cleared <laughs> that. Mm -hmm. I don't know who saw that in pre screenings and was like, go. Mm -hmm. And the worst part about it. Which I'm, it's surprising that I'm not picking Spawn here. But the worst part about it is that at, when they were doing press, Martin Sheen's had the nerve, the nerve to be like, 
you're gonna when you guys see the effects in this movie, these are the most state of the art effects in movies today. When you guys see this, you're gonna be blown away. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Gotta check this out. And you yeah, he oversold that. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> but with that being said, Judge Dredd gets my vote because Spawny Spawny, he's our man. If he can do it, no one can. S to the P to the A to the on. S to the P to the A to the on. S to the P to the A to the on. I've seen that movie like 6,000 times. That's another one that I have to... Another thing, too, one thing I will appreciate, too, was that even though they were before its time, I'm going to say before its time, the CGI made the cape its own character. Yeah. And that was cool. That was cool for that. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Judge Dredd uh, makes it to the next round. Uh, but yeah, Spawn, man. Like when you mentioned the 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 hell, the effects of like Hell and Malabolgia, that looks like that looks like some Atari Jaguar type quality. It was right so bad. That's like three DO <laughs> graphics. Yo, it was oh, terrible. Oh. <laughs> so bad, bro. That's yeah. like Night Trap. Like Night Trap had better fucking graphics than that shit. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Man. That is, oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Yeah. And then his voice too is like so over the top. Mm-hmm. Like the Malbolgia voice was like so mm-hmm. It's like, okay, dude, I get it. You're a demon. Cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. But yeah, uh Judge Dredd makes it to the next round. And then our next matchup, Ooh. uh, which I think is I think it's it's a it's a bit simpler here. I, I think I think we know what's gonna win this one. Uh, two of the late uh, great Joel Schumacher's Batman films, uh, Batman Forever versus Batman and Robin. I should, I should, I wish I had a fucking a flag here so I could throw it at both of you and call a personal fucking foul for having these two. Me have to talk about these two fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> personal foul. Roughing the guests. Hey, this twenty-minute penalty. Dominique, what's happening? Um, I, oh, you got Kiss from a Rose versus Look Into My Eyes and Tell Me by Paul <laughs> Thugs and Harmony. Yeah. All right, look, let me, uh, let me get it out of the way. I'll go for, I'll sacrifice myself first for the, for these two movies. Mm-hmm. Batman Forever, there's one scene in that movie that makes this movie completely unfucking forgivable. And that is when Nicole Kidman, that's her, she was in the movie, right? She's uh, in the street talking to Commissioner Gordon or whoever the fuck, and she's got the cameras and all that bullshit there. And Batman makes this grand fucking entrance in front of like all this paparazzi and all these people and all these lights. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? Batman, dude, this dude's supposed to be cowering in the shadows. Like, what the hell is he doing appearing in front of all these people and all these citizens? What the fuck is this shit? But Batman and Robin. (laughs) With my main man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's been in some pretty horrific movies. But, dude, the decisions that he decided to make as far as playing Victor Freeze, bro, Mm. 
I can't, I can't, bro, I can't do it. First of all, what's with all the neon in this movie? There's everything. Hey, There's fucking neon on the back pedal. The bat, the bat pedal has. The, I'm calling it the bat pedal. That's how stupid it is. The fucking gas pedal in the Batmobile has lights on it. Why does it need lights? Why do you need little lights on the pedal? Why is there neon no lights in the Batcave? Why is there neon bat signals everywhere? Like I don't understand. And you have just. Schwarzenegger with his his, his one-liners, man. We're killing me. The whole movie. The ice pun. Oh, the, the ice Stay punch. cool, beard boy. <laughs> the Chill. ice <laughs> It's like, come on, man. This dude, really? Like, I can't. I, I'm going Batman forever. It, it, that has to be there. Just because that and Bane. Bane was like uh, uh, some kind of... I don't even want to... I don't even know how to explain it. He was like mentally deficient or something. His suit, it just it was ridiculous. Poison Ivy wasn't bad, but everything's way over the top. Everything is way too shiny. There's bat nipples. There's bat ass plates. And I just, it, it was, I, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. That movie is yeah. the absolute worst. Yeah, for the, the worst, okay, see, here's the thing. My pick for the worst is definitely going to be Batman and Robin. Batman Forever gets the win because Jim Carrey, dude just still to this day still has a direct connection to my funny bone. Dude, I, I can just look at him and just bug out laughing. Um, but oh my God. Like, yes, why is Gotham City neon green? Just neon. I, I want it's like, it, and you almost want to like just take acid and just watch the movie and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Coolio supposed to be Jonathan Crane. Oh my God, are you serious? I completely forgot. That was, I had blocked like, that out of my memory. That was Coolio's character. God rest <laughs> his soul. But it the ice puns after ice pun. I, why, like, why is Arnold Schwarzenegger We're shooting a toy commercial. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That movie was made to sell toys. Yeah. In a sense, both of them. But yeah, I, I got for the worst, Batman and Robin. Yeah. And oh, Louis, you were saying something earlier. 
Well, I should have known there was going to be trouble, but I was young and hopeful to see a, another Batman movie. But I should have known something was wrong because obviously back then the internet was not really a thing. So you had to watch like Entertainment Weekly and get magazines to get information about these movies you like. Or, you know, if you had enough money, you could buy Wizard Magazine and whatnot. But I remember the cast before the movie came out, the cast was on Oprah, like on the Oprah show. And I was like, oh. I gotta watch this. I gotta watch Oprah. They're gonna be on Oprah. They're gonna they're gonna show something. They're gonna do something. So I watched the fucking Oprah Winfrey show as a teenager because these people were gonna be there, and it was Joel Schumacher, it was Clooney, it was Silverstone. They were all there. The whole cast was there talking about the movie. And they asked Joel Schumacher, "Hey, uh, well, Oprah asked him, how did you settle on George Clooney to to play Batman?" And he's like, "Well, I." This is looking through magazines, and I was painting the bat mask on all these different actors. And I went to George Clooney's picture, and I painted the bat mask on him. And I was like, ooh, that, that looks good. And all the girls in the crowd are like, ooh. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? That's how you pick Batman? <laughs> what? Unfucking believable I should have known something was wrong there, but you know what? As a kid, I saw Batman 1989 in the theaters. It like almost changed my whole life. Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of hopeful, and it just we got what we got. So thanks, Joe Schumacher. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, and uh, and never forget that Batman and Robin actually killed the Batman franchise on film stone dead until 2005 when Nolan resurrected it with Batman Begins. So, yeah. that really, yeah. really haven't got one. Yeah. Yeah, well, it took eight years. No, wasn't Master of the Phantasm released in theaters? Yeah, but that was in 93. I think, yeah, it was in 93, 94. Oh, well, yeah. So so yeah, eight. It took eight wow. years, eight years for <laughs> Warner Brothers to find a director to resurrect the Batman franchise and do it justice. So yeah, I guess Batman and Robin, in a small way, uh, thanks. So yeah, <laughs> oh, true. I yeah. tell you what, they might be running away with this fucking tournament right here, boy. I, I think so. They might be running away with this one. I don't know who's gonna beat them. That's a goddamn. Boston Celtics right there. <laughs> so, yeah, Batman and Robin makes it to the next round, but it's a strong contender. Yeah, well, we, we shall see how the rest of this tournament uh, plays out. Uh, switching gears, uh, we have uh, two horror-based uh, comic book films, both stinkers in, in, their, in, in their own respects. We've got Blade Trinity versus Jonah Hex. So Wesley Snipes versus Josh Brolin here. Uh, Lou, mm. what, what what you got for this round? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna you to cry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, who's going? Lou? Uh, yeah. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Blade Trinity all the way because um, you know, Blade One was dope. Blade 2, Blade 2 is one of the best comic book movies, period. That's a fucking, from beginning to end, that's a flawless fucking movie. I can forgive the, the CGI. Obviously, it didn't age well at this point. But I can still watch that movie today and get massive enjoyment out of that cast. 
the plot, the, the, the way they the, everything. So I was super ready for Blade 3. Mm-hmm. And then it came out. <clears throat> and I just, I, listen, I, I, I can't speak on it too much because I only saw it one time. And that, and this was when it dropped. So you're yeah. talking decades ago. Um, but what I do remember is fucking hating it. <laughs> <laughs> with every fiber of my being. I don't know why Triple H was in this movie for some reason. I I have no clue what the hell he was doing there. Um, but Jonah Hex, I saw, and I got some enjoyment out of it because it was like, I was, I knew who Jonah Hex was. I know he's a DC character or whatever, but I'm. it's not like I know the intricacies of Jonah Hex and his origin and all this other shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, I watched the movie just... Well, what it was, I took it for what it was. I found enjoyment out of it. I saw it once. You know, I didn't think it was the worst thing ever. Obviously, um, I forget her name. Uh, she was in Jennifer's Body. She's in this movie, too. Oh, um, Megan Fox? Megan Fox. Obviously, you know, <clears throat> very easy to watch her on screen, so I did enjoy that portion of it. So I'm definitely going Blade Trinity on this. Hmm. 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Blade Trinity was just ass uh, from from top to bottom. Um, yeah, man, the, the, I, I the fact that they chose uh, the actor Dominic Purcell to play Dracula, who they didn't even call Dracula, they just called him Drake, and you just basically you just cast some GQ looking model to to play to play the Lord of Vampires, and then you had Triple H, and then uh, you had Ryan Reynolds doing his wisecracking thing. Uh, and then, and then you had Whistler played by Chris Christopherson who died again, yet again in this movie, yeah. but this time for good, um, uh, because I guess he saw the script and he was like, nah, fuck this. Um, and then uh, apparently like Wesley Snipes reportedly, he was like, I think he was a huge diva on the set. And then like he had, he was oh, clashing God. with like the writer director, David S. Goyer, who wrote the first two films, but turned out directing quite, wasn't quite his strength. Um, I remember they were also like vampire Pomeranians in that movie too. So that's 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 what that's what that's what sticks out to me besides uh, oh Triple God, H in the movie. Bro. And uh, yeah, man, yeah, Trinity was was not Trinity was was a was a bad way to conclude Blade on film. So I'm gonna have to go with Blade Trinity on this one. Jonah Hex, like I, I don't see haven't I honestly saw the trailer and I was like eh, okay, and I just and that was it for me. Um, but but I will say, the worst Blade representation on film was the Sticky Fingers show <laughs> oh, nah. on, on the Sci-Fi Stop Channel. Four episodes, you, which all of which you can watch on YouTube. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's as it's a, it's it's worse than Trinity actually, and man, like if you thought Trinity was bad, I mean, check out the Sticky Fingers Blade. I mean. Well, he has a line. He has a line in that series, and I still I think about this line all the fucking time. Uh, the character who was playing the um, his like helper or whatever says to him, uh, "Anyone ever tell you you're a miserable son of a bitch or something? Something to that effect." He would say that he would say that was like their thing that they would do every episode. Yeah, he was like, "Anyone ever tell you you're a miserable son of a bitch?" And <laughs> Sticky's retort to that would be was. Uh, Every goddamn day. <laughs> it was so cringy. It was so cringy. But I can't, I can't, it's like that shit is burned into the back of my brain. Like I've never forgotten that. Mm. 
Yeah. Or is what you don't want to. I'll be honest with you, I've never seen neither one. But. Good. You know what? Yeah. I'm take just, a, take our word for it that Blade Trinity is, is running away with this. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. I'm going to give you that with Blade Trinity all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Blade Trinity has to take this one. Um. Yeah, Jonah Hex, like I said, I only saw the trailer. Didn't catch my interest, and that was that. Uh, so, yeah, for the next round, uh, we have Ben Affleck's Daredevil from 2003, from 20 years ago. This is a 20-year anniversary of that, of that film and Evanescence's song. Yep. Yeah, and the Evanescence song, Bring Me to Life, which uh, the film popularized. So that movie fucking rules daredevil <laughs> yes versus its spinoff from 2005 electra <laughs> now that was absolute garbage <laughs> that movie was absolute garbage Book is it trash mm. yeah i i'm gonna go with lou on that one too electra was garbage see here's the thing here's the thing i hated daredevil Absolutely hated it. I went to the movie. I used to work at a movie theater, watched it for free, fell asleep, woke up, still was able to catch the plot, and was still not entertained. Wow. Um, and like they're fighting on a seesaw. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's how they flirt. It's just crouching tiger, hidden dragon, not a seesaw. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. It, it just could you could you just come into the range so I could see you? <laughs> Those two Evanescence songs carried the movie. Did it? yeah, bring me to life and uh, the, the other one that they play at the funeral. My immortal. Yeah, my immortal. There ah. it is. Yeah. John Favreau was Happy Hogan. Yep. Not Happy Hogan. Oh. He's Happy Hogan now. Oh, uh, as uh, Foggy Nelson. No, yeah. it's Foggy Nelson, yeah. yeah. But damn, Electra was like Jennifer Garner's only cute. Electra, Electra and Natasha still has like a sex appeal that Jennifer Garner just didn't quite have. She was a gorgeous woman, still is to this day, but she. She's a Luther Vandross cherry girl. Just ain't. <laughs> just didn't quite. Uh, but with a horrible movie, like a, a horrible spinoff to a, like an even more horrible spinoff to a horrible movie after this. Electric takes my boy as the worst. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, what say you, Lou? Yeah, Electra's fucking terrible. It's it's an absolute cash grab of a spin-off movie. They they had no idea how to pace or plot that film. It was just like it was almost like um like dance sequences that the the fights looked like. It, it, the CGI was awful. Mm-hmm. Like they could have done so much with the hand cuz the hand is like such a cool It's like dude, it's like ninja zombies. And they fucking, like, explode into dust when you kill them. Like, how do you fuck that up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the, the... And then they added that little girl. 
Like, I don't even understand that shit, that, that plot line with that little girl that she was protecting or whatever. That movie sucks. It, mm. It's it's awful. So that's moving to the next round. Mm. Daredevil, while not, you know, great, I, I enjoyed a lot of it. I enjoyed Michael Clark Duncan. I enjoyed Colin Farrell's Bullseye. Um, I even enjoyed Ben Affleck's attempt to bring Daredevil to the big screen. Like, I like the suit. I like the deprivation tank thing. I like the the way they showed how, as a blind person, he kind of lived his life with the money thing and how he, you know, kind of just existed. Um, you know, I found enjoyment out of the film. I, I like the fact that he was killing people. Like, he straight up murders a dude in the first, like, five minutes of the movie. Like, let the dude get run over by a train. It's like, okay, well, this movie's going in a certain direction. This is pretty cool. Um, a lot of people seem to have issues with Michael Clark Duncan playing the Kingpin, but I was like, I didn't, that didn't bother me. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that, that, this, Electra's like far and away the, 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 the worst film out of these two. So that's moving ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree too. Yeah. Electra is going to have to move to the next round because it was far more forgettable, uh, than Affleck's Daredevil. And also I, I will say like, there's a director's cut of Ben Affleck's Daredevil that came out like a few years later in 06. It had like a whole subplot with Coolio. Coolio thing? Yeah. Yeah. Where Manhattan. <laughs> where... Coolio is the Coolio is the uh, the the Kang of the bad movie universe. <laughs> He's like in all these movies. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the multiverse, he might be playing Coolio. Might be playing Kang the Conqueror. You know, you never know. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah. It did say, if you think I'm bad, wait till you see my variants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Electra, Electra makes it to the next round. So uh, next, next matchup, we've got ooh, two, uh, two winners here. And by winners, I mean big stinkers here. We've got Fantastic wow. Four from 2015, aka Fan Four Stick, versus the often delayed. The New Mutants. I'm already just gonna go ahead and say Fan Foreskin. Mm. They yeah. honestly, Fantastic Four should have gotten a bye in the first round. Mm. That's how bad that movie is. They should have had a first round bye. They should immediately go to the second <laughs> round. <laughs> Listen, Walmart can't even give that DVD away. <laughs> Oh my god! Like just the fact that Doctor, just Doctor Doom in that movie alone, is my reason for it to move to the second round because, man, just it's like did they even try? Like he looked, he he really he legitimately Doctor Doom legitimately looked like a crash test dummy with green eyes. That's how he looked. Like he actually made yeah. the the Doctor Doom from the two thousand five movie look comics accurate by comparison. And right. mind you, that wasn't comics accurate either. So it wasn't, but it wasn't bad. Like it was passable. I thought. Like I recently watched the O five uh, Fantastic Four again. It's mm-hmm. not great. Uh, Holds up a bit. Still entertained by it. Yeah. Chris, I did like Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. Yeah, he was pretty great. I won't front. He was great as Johnny Storm. He was. I did like him as Johnny Storm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Dude, so... 
Michael Chiklis' Ben Grimm wasn't bad either. But yeah. he didn't quite, he didn't catch the, you know, Ben Grimm, Brooklyn accent, you know. Oh, that gruffness, yeah. 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 But, so, but, yeah, Finn Foreskin, like, first of all, Doctor Who didn't even show up to, like, the first one, la- to, like, the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yep. And they just, like, kind of beat him off like he was nothing. I'm like, no, this is Finn on Doom, like, one of the greatest Marvel villains of all time. Like, with New Mutants? I love that movie. I fucking love that New Mutants movie. I have about, uh, I've got like 50 something, I just, because I just recently saw them in my comic collection. I got so many old New Mutant comics, and I love that series when I was young. And while not, you know, completely, completely super faithful as you would want it, I really like the casting of those characters. I really enjoyed the fact that they tried to make like a, a superhero horror movie. Um, Ileana Rasputin, I thought was awesome. Uh, I thought the, the fucking Fear Bear at the end was fucking dope as shit. I enjoyed that movie. Now I saw that movie on a plane, so I don't know if that whatever, because I had it, I bought it, and I hadn't had the chance to watch it. And I was like, you know, what? when I get on the plane, I'm gonna watch this and I'm gonna watch that. And I ended up fucking loving that movie, dude. I really enjoyed New Mutants. You can definitely tell that Fan Foreskin, and you know that's what I'm gonna call it from now on. Fan Foreskin was literally made just to keep the rights. Yeah. And I feel bad for Josh Trank because he made a really fucking cool movie um, called Chronicle. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, he's going to make Fantastic Four movie. That's fucking cool. But from what I remember reading, they cut him off at the fucking nuts. They cut his funding. They cut this. They cut that. So he just, they put out whatever they put out. And yeah. he was already under the gun with the casting. Like I was like, wait a minute. Why is why what's happening here with this? Why is Susan Storm white and I don't understand what's like? I, I need this explained. It might be Johnny Storm. And no, I was like, this is what's happening. Sister. And it's like half brother and this and that. It's like, hmm. okay, whatever. I could get over that, but like, you just what's the purpose of like that? Could have been they, they could have called that movie like. I don't know anything else. It didn't have to be Fantastic Four. They could have just four people who got into some kind of space accident and became fucking had powers and whatever. Hmm. Like there was no need for the license. It literally was just <laughs> like, okay, we got to put this movie out because we want to keep this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, because Fox wanted to keep the rights to Fantastic Four, but then Disney bought Fox, and well, here we are. <laughs> so oh, yeah. so much for that, but. But yeah, Fant Four Stick uh, makes it to the next round because it is terrible, and it makes like the original Fantastic Four films from 2005 to 2007 look good by comparison, and that's that's just shameful. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that make that that advances, and uh, for the next round we've got two terrible films right here, uh, The Spirit versus Son of the Mask. I had absolutely zero faith in Son of the Mask because Jim Carrey was not in it. That movie needs, that franchise needs Jim Carrey. Yeah, the cartoon was passable, but all it was was just somebody mimicking Jim Carrey. Um, 
Was this the one with Jamie Kennedy? Because I haven't seen Son of the Mast. Yeah. 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 Oof. yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I think Son of the Mask, if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the films, it's one of the rare films that's, that still has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god. Yeah, let me, actually, let me, let me check. Son of the Mask. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. And, nope, nope, correction, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh! <laughs> you mean somebody liked it? Somebody liked wow. it. <laughs> I'm sure, there's, uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of five-year-olds who very much enjoy watching that. Hmm. Possibly. Yeah, possibly like some tired parents just put it on TV so their kids would just shut up for a minute. And all it, t- and all it did, it was only a minute. <laughs> Dude, 16. Even the audience score, like 16%. Mm. Usually the audience score is high because you'll get some fanboys of you know there's fanboys of everything the fanboys will come out and defend it and you, you don't even have that with this oh no not yikes at all. yeah yeah we'll go oh, yeah i think some of i think some of the masters just is gonna take the take a landslide to uh, take a landslide this round yeah um I will say, like, the, the spirit, though, like, the spirit is actually pretty bad. It's, like, uh, by Frank Miller. It had that same visual style as Sin City. Um, but it's it's really forgettable. And um, all I remember in that film was that uh, Samuel L. Jackson would play the villain, and he literally hit the spirit, the hero, over the head with a toilet, a whole toilet. And uh, that was, like, the, the highlight of the movie. I can't tell you anything what happen, about what happens in the movie because that's how forgettable it is. Um, I actually looked at the looked at a clip on YouTube so I can refresh my, mem- my memory and it has like the early the first scene where he's like monologuing about his city, it's like my city screams. But but his oh his monologue God. but his monologue about how he how he defends his city and how much pride he has in it is sounds vaguely sexual. So it's like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it sounded a little odd. So I was like, hmm, yeah, I'm not sure about this. But Son of the Mask was, um, well... Not even watchable. I haven't watched I haven't watched it either, but um, I, I'm going to have to go with Son of the Mask on principle because, I mean... On GP. Yeah. Just on GP because I mean, if you, if you look at if you look at the trailers alone, the commercials for that film alone. Um, so I I know sorry to interrupt. I know I've seen the spirit mm-hmm. because I I I love Sin City movies. So I was like, okay, let me check this out. Yeah. So I know I've seen it. I just don't remember it. Mm. So I I just looked up a clip on YouTube and it literally Samuel Jackson is beating. The spirit with a head of some somebody's head, a human head. Mm. He's beating him with a head. Yeah. And laughing maniacally. Wow, this looks like a fucking wow. Okay. Well, I know I've seen this. I just don't remember. So that's that's literally the definition of forgettable. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. So um, I don't know. I, I either film can advance. So uh, what say y'all? Uh, Son of the yeah, Mask. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Son of the Mask. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. I would assume that Son of the Mask is much worse than the Spirit. Yeah. Than what the Spirit has on Rotten Tomatoes, it can't be 16. Hmm. Indeed. 
So yeah, Son of the Mask uh, makes it to the next round. And uh, also looking at the comments here, uh, Nick Quattrini says in terms of the Fantastic movies, is that um, they use the ultimate comic, comic universe for the 2015 movie, which was a poor choice. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So, yeah, so yes. Yeah, so I explains yeah. a few things. Uh, so yeah, uh, next round, next bracket, we've got the uh, two uh, two of the worst MCU movies going head to head. We've got Thor: The Dark World versus Iron Man Two. Uh, two two bad sequels, but only one can advance to the next round. So nah, nah. y'all are bugging, bro. Both but, y'all are bugging with Iron Man. You bugging with Iron Man Two on this list, boy. You yeah. are bugging. Yeah. I would say it. I would, I? Iron Man 3, now we can talk. And first of all, Thor the Dark World, I, we're going over the, me and Michael, we're doing the MCU right right now. We just finished uh, Winter Soldier, which I, damn, that movie's so good. But, um, <laughs> we just, and right before that was Thor the Dark World. It's still watching. It's, I don't think it's really as bad as everybody makes it seem to be. I mean, it's not great, but it's not as bad as everybody makes it seem. Honestly, and for Iron Man 2, I can watch Iron Man 2 often. I do because it's one of the DVDs we have at work when we watch with my clients, so I can tolerate that one a lot more. I would say, now, Iron Man 3, yeah, we can talk. Yeah. But one has got to go. Um, I'm a I'm a choose Thor: The Dark World as the worst, mainly because we're talking since since it's Iron Man two, Sam Rockwell's performance as Justin Hammer. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like like for me, like the Dark World was really forgettable. It had like pro- arguably like the most forgettable villain in the MCU films with Malak Yeah. Um, yeah. but um, but yeah, like it 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 it, it was it, it was what it was. Like it wasn't terrible, but it was just forgettable. Iron Man two, um, uh, I felt I felt it it fell short of like what was established in the first film. But the, I think that was where. You know, the MCU was still in the growing pains stage. It was very early in the MCU in the Infinity Saga, so I'll cut it a little slack for that. And plus, I like Mickey Rourke. I thought he played a good character. Yeah, he yeah. did. He oh, did. Yeah. You could tell, like, he struggled with a Russian accent. Yeah. But he still played it off because of his minimal... Hey, man, been... I want my bird. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I want my bird. My bird. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'll... Uh, I mean, I know that Iron Man 2, like, they had elements of the, the famous demon in a, in a bottle storyline from the comics, which... It was actually three. Oh, it was, it was part three? Three had, three had demon in a bottle. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, like, I'll, I'll go with Thor for this one, because it was more forgettable. Um, but Iron Man 2 had the strength of Mickey Rourke, so, you know, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with the Dark World for this one. Yeah. yeah, Iron Man 2, I, I have a big affinity for. The Monaco scene with Whiplash was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, the introduction of War Machine. I, I love War Machine. Um, that battle at the end with him, Iron Man with War Machine back to back, fucking shooting all those goddamn iron. Dude, I really like that movie. So um, you're not going to hear me say a bad thing about Iron Man 2. 
Yeah. Well, the dark world, I will... So, the thing with me is, like, whenever uh, the new MCU movie comes out, like, me and my brother will redo our MCU list, because we, we have a list in our notes app or whatever. Um, so, we'll try to place where this new movie goes in the list of, like, from best to worst. And Thor The Dark World, for me, is always the last one. It's, like, always dead last. But that it's it flip-flops between that and Incredible Hulk. And it's not to say that it's a bad movie. It's just the least enjoyable for me out of all these MCU films. So I have not done that list. I haven't updated that shit in a while. I probably should do that soon. Um, Because a lot of shit's going to change now. Especially with fucking that piece of shit Um, (laughs) Ant-Man. But yeah, I'm going to go with Through the Dark World. Because it literally, they literally wasted a fucking awesome villain. They just wasted him. They introduced him and got rid of him, and you never heard anything about him again. And that is a really kick-ass villain if you read him in the comics. Yeah. So Thor: The Dark World, onward and forward for you, my friend. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, Thor: The Dark World makes it to the next round. Uh, next round, we have two uh, mediocre Spider-Man films. We have Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Three versus The Amazing Spider-Man Two. This is actually tough. Mm. I'm gonna uh, go with Spider-Man Three. I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. But go ahead, Carl. It was just the one of the most poorest attempts at Venom. It was. I mean, you can't. Say, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but the dance seems memorable for the wrong reasons, yeah. and then also. Eric Foreman. You can't see past. You cannot yeah. see as past Eric Foreman. Terrible it's casting. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock was always Jack Diesel with the evil side. He just... This dude was just a bit of a little bitch. Mm. My spider sense is tingling, if you know what I mean. And yeah, look. <laughs> it, it, just, it, it made you uh, kind of go, huh? Yeah. It's like that scene when he pulls his mask back, but he still has fucking venom teeth. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How does that even work, bro? He's like, hey, Parker. He's got all these fucking venom teeth. Like, get the fuck out of here. That is possibly the the worst casting I've ever seen in a comic book movie is him as Eddie Brock. It's terrible. Yeah. And, and Topher Grace, I mean, good actor, but wrong role, for sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree with those sentiments right there. Yeah, and, and plus because he was dope. He was dope in Predators. Like I yeah. enjoyed him in that movie. Oh yeah, he but was this. Good. Yeah, and and Spider-Man Three, like like Nick said, like I had way too many villains in it. Like if it, if it stuck with just uh, Hobgoblin or or Harry or Harry Osborn and Sandman or Harry Osborn and Venom, then it would have been a tighter film. But like when you have all three at once, it's especially when you have like two villains like Sandman and Venom who can shapeshift. It kind of, it's kind of redundant at that point, and it's like uh, yeah, you know. My favorite thing about Spider-Man Three is like these people are in that lab, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're running this fucking hydrogen collider, sand collider, whatever the fuck they call this machine. Mm-hmm. And the one dude's like, "Hey, uh, we got like a reading here in the thing. We got something that's not supposed to be in there." And the other guy's like. 
Ah, it's probably a bird. Fuck it. Run the machine anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You're not going to check what that is? Like, really? You're not going to check what's going on there? You're just going to, okay, sure, dude. And this poor guy's in there in this goddamn sand machine getting his molecules fucking ripped apart because this dude didn't want to take five minutes to look. Literally look over the glass to look in there to see, like, what's going on. Yeah. It's just terrible writing. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, um, so it sounds like, uh, uh, the both of you are going with Spider-Man 3? I will go Spider-Man 3, even though Jamie Foxx's hair in Spider-Man 2 should immediately get them to the second round, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna ignore that. Yeah, you know... You like I, me, Spider-Man? I, I do you not like know me, Spider-Man? <laughs> you like me, Spider-Man? Like, oh. what the fuck? Since when is fucking... Max Dillon, like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give uh, No Way Home credit because they actually corrected Jamie Foxx's lineup uh, for yeah, that yeah, film. Yeah, they fixed him up nice. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Cause Sp- and I will say, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was saved at the end by that fucking kick-ass rhino scene. That was fucking awesome. I want to mm. see so much yeah, more of that rhino scene. Not the way. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like I, I would go with uh, Amazing Spider-Man two. Um, like it, it just it just wasn't like 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 the first Amazing Spider-Man was all right. Like like they had yeah. opportunities to, like to to build to to you know uh, make an even better sequel, but the the sequel just kind of fell short. And, all, and plus, it was too long in my opinion. Um, but but yeah, Spider-Man three. I, I'll no argument here because you know. Uh, it's, it's definitely an example of like a studio interference, you know, ho- oh, hobbling I, that film. Yeah. yeah. You know what I didn't like about that first Spider-Man? Why the fuck didn't they give the lizard the snout? Like he would have looked, dude, he would have looked like a lizard, amazing with the full lizard-like oh, yeah. snout. They just gave him like a human face. It, he looked ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of looked like um. Like if you look at the lizard in the comics, dude, that shit looks scary. Yeah, so, Especially yeah. like the McFarlane run. When you look at the McFarlane one, the way he, like he's always drooling and shit with all those teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if they would have just gave him the, you know, he would have looked fucking crazy. But no, we, mm-hmm. you know, we gotta make him look. <laughs> however, they made him look. Yeah, kind of looked like a, a a reject Ninja Turtle, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh cool. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Spider-Man three uh, makes it to the next round, swinging ahead. Uh, next next matchup, we have two more uh, mediocre MCU films. Uh, we have Eternals versus Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, hmm. What say you? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Eternals on this one because for a movie. It was too much to digest. Mm. Yeah. Like we've said this man we said this book before, like Eternals should have been a TV show. Yeah. Moon Knight should have been a movie. Mm. Okay. And I just yeah, I just think and not to mention like the Eternals, they have always been like very complicated characters, very in-depth complicated characters. There's a lot of meat on the bone, on the bones on when it comes to like eternal stories. So I just felt like it was 
way too much for what they tried to do for what they tried to do. I did like the cinematography of that movie. I felt like it kind of I kind of got like Revenant vibes. How they use very limited lighting and more natural lighting. Yeah. For the movie, so I always found that to be very stunning. Love and Thunder, um, I'm going to agree with Sean Andrews' sentiments, where it was just too many monologues, and it was a lot of, you know, it was very campy, but I did love when they finally went to go fight Gore the God Butcher, and it just went, when they went into the Necro Realm, and it was just Sin City. I just got that Sin City vibe, which I just enjoy. I found fun. So... But yeah, for my pick, neither, I don't think they were awful. I don't think, I never thought Thor, Love and Thunder was awful. But I just thought, like, I think, I think it was a little too campy from what it didn't need, when it really didn't need to be. Hmm. So, um, but as far as, like, picking a, I guess, loser for this uh, tournament, I'm going to go with Eternals. How about you, Lou? Well, uh, both of these movies have massive problems. <laughs> Let's start with Eternals. First of all, okay, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're here because I've been wanting to talk about this movie for a long time. <laughs> First of all, why the fuck did this celestial make these people all have like one? You have this specific power, and uh, you have that power, and you have why the fuck if he wants these people there to destroy these uh, whatever those creatures were called. Why not just give them all, make them all Superman so that they can do the shit that is that you need them to do? Number one. Number two, how the fuck does this celestial, this celestial creature come crashing up out of the center of the earth and it doesn't completely destroy that whole side of the planet? Hmm. Like, dude, just a, a, a 10.0 earthquake will cause tsunamis and just destruction you're telling me that a celestial stuck his hand out or her hand whatever it is stuck his entire hand up out of the earth in the ocean and half of its head and some of its body and it didn't just destroy the entire that like that whole that whole side of the planet should be like underwater basically Mm. get that out of the way Mm. like I will say that the end of the movie was really cool when they were all fighting each other, especially the the speedster. I like how the speedster was like fast and not like this flash slow motion shit. Like I'm so fast, I'm slow. I don't <laughs> I don't get that shit. Um, the way they showed her actually being like fast was pretty dope. I enjoyed the 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 fight at the end, but just the mental gymnastics I had to do to accept that movie for what it was was really bothering me. And it was also like, okay, so the humans are basically just like dumb cattle because you guys invented everything. Like, they invented everything. They gave us fire. They gave us the the, the philosophy. They All through time, they were just like doing everything for the humans. The humans didn't invent shit. That was all the Eternals. It's like, okay. Uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder, they took... So Thor... In uh, Infinity War, should have gone for the head. Then in Endgame, they show how he's all depressed and whatnot, and um, you know, suffering for the loss of all his friends. At the at least at the beginning of the movie, right. um, 
But they took this character who had like this arc from like in the first movies where he, you know, he's a he's a kid and he's very cocky and blah blah blah, and he he learns his lesson at the end of the the the, the story to become like you know Thor. You go from that to like the arc that he had going into Infinity War and then into Endgame, and then like it, it, he like regressed, like he's talking to his fucking hammer, like uh, since when is he talking? Talking to to uh, no, not Mjolnir, fucking the other one. The, the, since when is he talking to Stormbreaker? Since when does Stormbreaker have a fucking personality and shit? And it's like jealous of Mjolnir and like when did that happen? Did I miss something in one of the Avengers movie where this thing just developed its own life and personality and shit? And then like there's a scene where Jane Foster like literally tells him like I have cancer. And he's like, so, uh, like, what are you doing later? <laughs> like, you want to fuck? It's like, dude, I just, I didn't understand why Taita decided to go full comedy with the movie. Yeah. Like, at the end, yeah, the fight was cool. Um, but I just, I was so mad when I left that theater. The only thing that saved that movie for me was that at the end, they played Rainbow in the Dark by Dio. Thank God that they played that song because I was like, "Oh shit, I love this song." Uh, but if I have to pick between these two, you know what? I'm gonna go with Thor: Love and Thunder because, from what I understand, they're going to use Tiamut, which is the um, the celestial that came up out of the ground. They're gonna like that's gonna be a big plot point in the future with like X Men and all that shit. So. Um, We'll give Eternals time. I think Eternals is going to be one of those that's going to be super important like later on. So, throw them in thunder. Okay. I, I vote that to the next round. Yeah. Um, I will say like with with Eternals, um, it, it's an it's Eternals is an, is a big example for me where um, where Marvel they didn't have to be so faithful to the source material. Like instead of taking all 10 characters, they could have just like used them as composite characters, just combine two characters here and there. So you can have like a solid five, five characters that you can follow. So it can make the film flow a bit easier. Um, I think that the purpose of the Eternals um, is a little, it is, 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 is a bit silly, a, a bit woebegone, I guess. Cause like they're just there to, to fight deviants. But yet you have much bigger threats than deviants, much more interesting threats than deviants. But you know it's neither here nor there. Uh, but I think that like by shortening the amount of characters they had, then Eternals would have been stronger. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder. It's one of those MCU movies where the more I think about it, the less I like it. Like, like plot wise, it, it feels like a lesser remix of Thor: Ragnarok because like you had like Thor: Ragnarok, which was fun. But then Love and Thunder was basically just like a retread of like what we had. Like for example, you had you had the Grandmaster, you had Jeff Goldblum, but now you had like not Grandmaster in Russell Crowe's Zeus. You had um, you had you had Hela who was like a serious villain played for laughs, and then you had Gore the God Butcher, a serious villain, arguably played for laughs. And I think that Gore the God Butcher was a huge missed opportunity because you had like one of the more compelling villains in the MCU. You saw his origin story. You saw his reason for being so vengeful against the gods. But because Taika Waititi, he was so obsessed with writing a sitcom, 
like you had a lot of missed opportunities in the story like for example where you had that whole meeting where thor and company meets zeus and all the gods in the different pantheons you could have had gore the god butcher storm that scene and lay waste to so many gods that it's like oh shit he means business we better get our heads out of our ass and like and like you know close ranks huge missed opportunity there um you had christian bale who like, like i said a compelling villain who is way too good of an actor to play like just a one one villain of the week for one movie. He that's that's a villain that could have been featured in at least like a few films. Like he could have built like a serious arc. Um and I think that like with Jane Foster with like her having cancer, that was kind of played for like, oh you have cancer. Anyway, anyway, how's your day? Like anyway, who did your hair? It's like what it's like, yo, like none none of the None of the story beats in there or elements had weight to them because Taika Waititi just wanted to have a light, fluffy film, and it really clashed with what was there. And from what I understand, I haven't read the comics, but I hear that Gore the God Butcher was way more of a serious threat in the comics yeah. than he ever was I in the film. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Also, one point I did want to make, it seemed like Taika Waititi just said he did take the, com- the comedic approach for Ragnarok. It worked. It still had it had much more of a balance. Yeah. So it's like he said, okay, if it worked here, if it ain't broke, let's not fix it. If it ain't broke, let's not fix it. But you know what? The comedy worked for Thor. Let's give him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I- and it just didn't quite work. It didn't have the correct. It didn't have the correct balance of seriousness and excuse me, seriousness and comedy and it yeah. just it just it was just way too campy for something that should have been a little bit more serious oh yeah for sure yeah for real yeah so so thinking on it more yeah i'm gonna go with love and thunder like i was thinking of i was thinking that eternals might win this round but yeah i'm gonna go with love and thunder for this one so yeah thor love and thunder uh actually uh, beats the eternals makes it to the next round and uh, for the next round here, we have two Sony uh, uh, MCU adjacent movies. We've got Venom versus Morbius. Two Sony atrocities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would I would debate that Venom let there be carnage should have been there. I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, I thought about because yeah, that movie was horrific. That movie was so bad that the only good thing was the post-credit scene. Mm. And even at that, I remember, Vic, I remember, I was like, Vic, this movie's so bad that somebody actually filmed the entire post-credit scene (laughs) on TikTok. And I said, you know what, Vic, you don't even need to see this movie. Got, you know, I feel so bad for Woody Harrelson because he was he he nailed Cletus Cassidy, but it was just way they made it way he it should have been rated on, mm-hmm. just like the first one. But I'm like, Vit, here you go. You don't need to see this movie. Here's the talk of the post credit scene, and that was more enjoyable than that entire movie. A, yeah. One scene that can fit into a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, it was that that post credit right. scene which set up No Way Home. I was like, oh good, I don't have to see Morbius. Cool. Well, no, it was no, it was Venom. Let there be Carnage. Oh, gotcha. Morbius, yeah. I didn't even bother to see 
Like, I, I think, oh, Michael Keaton's Vulture? Okay. And that's it. Yeah. Okay, the first Venom I did watch, it's doable. Like, if it's on TV and it's, it's a last resort, fine. Good, you know, some nice background noise or something to kind of kill the time. But uh, I'm just going to stick my neck in out there. Just, you know what? I didn't see it, but no, the interest just wasn't there. Yeah. I'm going to go with Morbius as worse. Okay. All right. Uh, how about you, Lou? Yeah, I. So. Oh, man. Uh, so I watched, I actually watched Morbius for free on Twitch. Because somebody, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody, when the movie came out, uh, they put it on Twitch and they were, that's probably still active. They were streaming Morbius 24 hours a day. So it was just playing over and over and over again. So I ended up catching it on Twitch. Um, and it, it's bad. It's really fucking bad. Um, it's, it's, I just, you know, I kind of had high hopes. I, I don't want to say high hopes, but when I saw that first trailer, I was a little intrigued because I was like, man, this looks like a, this almost looks like a horror movie that they're trying to go for. And I know it's not MCU, so they might actually like take chances here. Hmm. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then that second trailer hit and they showed a poster of Spider-Man in the background. Which, by the way, is not even in the fucking movie. They didn't put it in the movie. The actual movie is not in the movie. It's in the trailer, though. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was like, whoa, Spider-Man, what the hell's going on? So I was intrigued, but I didn't go see it because the reviews were terrible. Um, but I did watch it on Twitch. It's not great. Um, Venom. Venom's weird, bro. Because I first saw Venom in a theater and I didn't like it. And then I bought it for five bucks on Voodoo because I have like the digital movie thing. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, okay, you know what? This isn't, like, it's not, you know, great or anything, but I don't think it's, like, terrible, you know? I really like, um, I really like Daddy Brock character. I, I love fucking, uh, whatever his fucking name is. I love him, but I can't remember his name. Say what? Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy, of course. I don't know why I can't remember any. I'm terrible with names. Um, I love Tom Hardy. Anything with Tom Hardy, I watch. So, you know, I gave it a chance. And, you know, I, I don't think it's the worst movie. It's definitely not the best. So between these two, I'm going to have to go with Morbius. Mm. I will say I hate the Venom voice, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know that in the comics. I love like, it, but you got to love Andy Serkis, man. But I know in the comics, like, when Venom talks, it's like a yellow, you know, everyone's thought bubbles white. And then his is like yellow and shit. So you can always you knew that it was going to sound weird in real life, so you kind of always wonder what it's going to sound like. I just didn't think it was going to be like, Eddie, 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 I'm hungry. Eddie, feed me. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. Like a turd. In the wind. In the wind. <laughs> like a turd in the wind. Oh, yeah, that second movie, though, that second movie, 100%, if it was on this, I would have picked it, because... When I when that shit came out, I went I went to, to go see it, and I said that movie should have been called uh, Venom Two Loud Crunching Noises because I swear to God that's all I felt like it was. 
the whole movie, it was just like loud, scraping, crunching noise, like for two and a half hours, bro. Like, I swear to God, that's all it was. Oh, and the thing is, with both of those Venom movies, like, you've got great casting with Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, like, yeah. You couldn't have gone wrong. Hmm. Oh, they did. They certainly did. Yep. Hmm. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, it sounds like, uh, so, like, so, you, so, Lou, you got Venom on this one? No, Clean Sweep for Morbius. No, oh, Morbius? I believe. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yep. So, oh, yeah. and, and Carl, you had Morbius as well, or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, Morbius as well. Um, you know, because like, you, you know, you know, it's funny. Like, uh, you know, Jim Savard, friend of the show, he actually liked Morbius. There's always which, that one. Yeah, which, which, <laughs> which, which, which it's it still blows my mind. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, Morbius. Like, I haven't heard any besides Jim. I haven't heard anybody who's like really said anything really positive or memorable about the movie. Uh, yeah, all all I know about it is that like the the funny tweet that I saw where somebody goes, "The best part about Mor- Morbius was when he went, it's Morbin time and morbed all over <laughs> the bad guys." Oh man, uh, if that was a re- if that was a real line in the film, then. It, then you know what, I would have seen it. But <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, I really, I literally went to see Venom just so I could hear him stay turned away. But um, <laughs> here's the thing. Sony could easily use Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man for their universe and let us have Tom. Let the MCU have Tom Holland. Yeah. Mm. They can do that, and then still do great with their Spider. They could be making their Spider-Man money properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I especially I, now with all the Spider-Verse shit, they could totally get away with having a. But very easily, oh, yeah. they could um explain away why they have a Spider-Man in their universe and why he's different or whatever. It's super easy, but mm-hmm. you know. Whatever they want to go ahead and make a fucking uh, what are they making now? They're making a Craven the Hunter movie without Spider Man. They're making a Madam Web movie without Spider Man. They're making uh, what's the other one? Uh, it's Craven. It's that uh, the Mexican wrestler character. Uh, el, yeah. el, el, el some it's L something. And who's man, being played that, by Bad Bunny? Yeah, and Bad Bunny's the, the it's like dude. What are you doing? Yeah. Wow, but hey, uh, either way, uh, Morbius uh, morbs his way to the next round, and uh, in the last bracket here, we've got four more matchups here. Uh, so the next one, we've got League of Extraordinary Gentlemen versus Hellboy from 2019, starring David Harbour. Oh. Um, I've got LXG for this one because it, I'm, I'm sad that it's the late Sean Connery's final film. Um, I, th- I heard that he turned down Lord of the Rings because he didn't understand it, and he said oh. he decided to do League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh. What a way to wow. end your career, man! So yeah, and I, and I saw LXG in theaters. Like it had had like based on like a, a good good source material from Alan Moore, and yeah, it's one of the movies where it, there's a reason why Alan Moore disowns all film adaptations of his work. 
LXG is a is a prime example of that. It's not good. It's thumbs down. Two th- four thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I used to have it on DVD. Is uh, I I don't even remember where I got it from, huh. but uh, I watched it a few times. It was one of those movies when I it was at a time when I didn't really have a lot. And I had like a handful of DVDs, and that was one of the ones that I, it was kind of like comfort food. I just throw it on and have it playing in the background. Um, so I didn't hate it or anything, but it definitely it's not it's not a good film mm-hmm. in any way. Um, and honestly, I keep hearing all this shit about Hellboy 2019 being so bad. I have it because I have so I had a gigantic Blu-ray collection. I got rid of it years ago, and I I went all digital. So I use the Voodoo app, and I have like hundreds of movies on there. But you can buy those movies like there's all these sites where you can buy them for like three bucks, four bucks or whatever. So I load up on films and I just redeem them. And Hellboy, I have there. And it's like on the list of the backlog of the millions of movies that I haven't watched yet. So I haven't seen it, but I do own it. Um, And I can't imagine it's as bad as people say it is. Like it just I can't imagine it's that bad. Like, again, I haven't seen it. But, dude, the trailer looked pretty cool. So I think I might find enjoyment out of it. Um, so I'm just going to go with League because I know that like that Mr. Hyde yeah. <laughs> shit looked so bad with his fake arms, with his, oh, he yeah. had those arms that just didn't move. It was like, oh, yeah, he was running like, <laughs> yeah, it, it just, that shit is not great, dude. Was it better? It's not great at all. Was it better than Jack's arms in, Mortal, in the latest Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that man. was such a disappointment, man. I, was, I thought I was going to love that movie, man. What a... F- Dude, I'm just getting so mad when I think about that movie. <laughs> man. That shit, that trailer looks so good. Like, who the hell is Cole Young? Cole uh, Young, was that his name? I think Cole so. Cole something? Cole. Like, why did you... You made up a... Fi- like, I, don't, I don't know, bro. You made up a... Ca- yeah, they made up a character that nobody had a relationship with. And you, built- you built... <laughs> Entire movie around this character that nobody knows and nobody. Well, cares. you build up a whole movie about a tournament, and then you don't have the fucking tournament at the end of the movie. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so stupid. Oh man. Guess I'll save it for the sequel. But uh, but yeah, uh, which uh, which which movie y'all got for uh, this one? I damn. I think I'm a rock with. I think, yeah, I'd probably give, based off of reviews, I'm just going to give it to uh, David Harbour's Hellboy. Like, you just can't do Hellboy without Ron Perlman. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So one for LXG, one for Hellboy. Lou, what do you have for the tiebreaker? Oh, me? I'm going League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I haven't seen Hellboy, so I can't judge it other than off, off of anything other than the trailer that I saw. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make it a point to watch this movie this week so like I can finally know. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I had to pick between the two, like I said, Mr. Hyde and his rubber arms, yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's got to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so moving on uh, to the next round, we have two horrendous movies uh, in the <laughs> DC catalog. Uh, we have the terrible, no good, horrible Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice versus the embarrassing and forgettable Green Lantern from 2011 with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, 
BV, uh, BVS walks away with this one. Green Lantern, I mean, Green Lantern was, well, I mean, it was what it was. But um, BVS was just offensively bad for me. Because, <laughs> all right, because we, 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 we roasted this movie uh, on the podcast uh, many years, back in 2016 when the movie came out. I mean, where do you? I mean, where do you start? Like the incomprehensible storyline with uh, Lex Luthor's motivations, why he manipulates Batman and Superman together—that was gobbledygook. Um, the whole, the infamous Martha scene. Oh, your mom's name is Martha too. We should be best friends. Um, let's see, Batman coming off as a as a murderous idiot. You know, this Batman kills people, even though that even though killing is against his ethos, but not to Zack Snyder. Um, you had, you, you had, uh, uh, Doomsday, who was basically just, uh, who looked like a reject from the Ninja Turtles 2014 reboot. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had an ugly gray, grayish brown color palette throughout the movie. It looked like Zack Snyder didn't know how to turn on the, he rejected using a lighting kit, uh, for this movie. Um... Yeah, uh, 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 um, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, which very odd, very mis- mistakes, mistakes in the choices that he made to portray that character, who was basically just like uh, the, the Riddler, I guess, like not or not Jim Joker. Jim Carrey's Riddler or not Joker. That that was that was his approach to Lex yeah. Luthor, which I thought was weird. Uh, yeah, man, and and. Oh yeah, it's just the whole movie was just a hot ass mess, and man, like to for for Warner Brothers and DC, like that was the best they could come up with 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 having Batman and Superman, two of the most iconic characters in in all of comic books. That's the movie you come up with? Nah, no, no. If 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 I if I had more hands, I'd give this movie eight thumbs down. This is one of the worst films. Worst comic book films ever made. One of the worst films in a DC in DC uh, EU. Worst DC one of one of the worst DC films ever made. And quite frankly, um, quite frankly, Zack Snyder. You know, I, re- I respect what he tried to do, but Zack Snyder was not the director to take the take the DC EU forward. BVS is just an example of that. Um, I, I give it. I, I give. I give it a if I, I, if I if I had to rate it. I give it a one out of five. One because Ben Affleck you, did the best. Get your shit off, Victor. Get your shit off. Yeah, I, I, I give it. I give. I, I'll give it. I'll give it one. One out of five. Half a point for Ben Affleck because he did the best with what he was given, and half a point for Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and and and, and the score, but the, the music by Hans Zimmer. That's it. So yeah, that that's that's it. BVS, BVS. Just 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 not not. It's not it. It's not it, fam. Oh, <laughs> I wish I had four hands. Yes. <laughs> so I could give them titties four thumbs down. <laughs> wow. That Ooh. was a... So, you know, at the beginning of this, in the pre-show, I said, I love Batman vs. Superman. Um, I cannot argue with your logic at all. You have every point you have is valid. Um... I just, I'm a mark for Batman and Superman. I really am. I, I, I just, I know that the movie was not great, but watching that ultimate cut, I watched that shit like 14 times. Um, I And I know it's long as shit. Um, 
I just, I don't know, bro. I enjoyed that movie, man. I really did. I, I, I haven't watched it in a while. Um, and I think it's just because it's just too fucking long. Yeah. But, um, I just, it's Batman and Superman on screen together, bro. I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm completely look, overlooking the bad for the inner fanboy. And I shouldn't do that because I should expect more, but I can't. So, um, I think, I will say this though. My favorite thing about Batman versus Superman is that. Gotham City is as far away from Metropolis as New Jersey is from New York. It's literally across the bridge. <laughs> Fucking Gotham City's across the bridge from Metropolis. I like, dude, really? What, since when is like how? What is yeah. this? <laughs> literally across the bridge. It's fucking Gotham City. Like that shit was hilarious to me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the Firefly thing. I I don't know. I, the scene when he uh jumps off the bat wing into you know the famous scene where he beats the shit out of everyone and viciously beats them within an inch of their lives and kills the dude with the grenades and uh pummels the other guy with that big ass box and crushes his skull against the wall it's like okay well (laughs) this motherfucker here is just not playing games uh i think another favorite scene of mine in that is the whole when he like hooks the the thug's car with like a grappling hook or whatever the fuck it is in his vehicle. And then he's literally dragging those two dudes in their car as it's like just rolling and they're just dying multiple times over. And he just, Batman just doesn't seem to give a fuck. He's just like, yep. And then he crashes that car into another car and kills the other guys in the vehicle. It's like, Oh wow. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a, it's Frank, it's Bruce Frank castle. It's the Punisher, the bat Punisher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to have to vote for it to move forward. Even though I enjoy it, I acknowledge that it's a bad movie. Green Lantern has its charm. Uh, I enjoyed Sinestro. I like seeing the Green Lantern corpse. They even threw, um, I, I think it's, his name is Groot also, even though there's a Groot in Marvel. There's a Groot. He's like the dog Green Lantern. I think he was in there. Yeah. Um, it had its charm. Michael Clark Duncan was cool in it too. Um, not a great movie, but if I had to say one is worse than the other, I would I would have to say. I, I acknowledge that it's a bad film that I enjoy. So okay. it's going to have to move ahead. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. BBS. BBS. I said this on this podcast many a times. That movie was literally just, it's like you're on Instagram you're following three people. Batman, Superman, and Lex Luthor. And the sponsored ads was Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is just scrolling for three to four hours. Mm. First of all, that movie did not need to be that damn long. No. <laughs> it did not need to be that long. For such an anticlimactic scene, say what you want, I don't give a damn. Like, what joined them together was the simple fact that their moms had the same name. <laughs> yeah. Greenlander was so bad to the point where Ryan Reynolds, like, mocks it in other movies. Yeah. Intelligently at that. Yeah. 
the CGI was extremely campy, even for the time that it had where technology has advanced. Um, it's like they were still using special, they still had special effects budget when we're in a CGI era, if, if, that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then Nick Petrini just actually um, just hit us up with a fun fact. Taika Waititi was Hal's friend in Green Lantern. Oh, oh no shit. Wow. I haven't seen that movie. Dude. I saw that in the theaters, by the way. I, oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah, I... Ah, oh, damn! This, this is a tough one. You you put you you put good thinking. We're putting these two. There was there was no way I was not advancing Batman v Superman after that goddamn that <laughs> shit. After that breakdown, there was no I, way I was the, not going for that shit. No, we are saying which one's worse. I think I'm gonna go with BVS because of you know best CGI, bad storytelling. That's just Green Lantern. Mm. But there was just much more to dissect. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you took, like Vic said, you took two iconic A-list superheroes and gave us the the biggest piece of dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, BBS has has to, it has to advance as the worst. Yep. Absolutely. Very compelling argument. Very compelling. I was going to pick Green Lantern just because the simple fact it was just that bad and that was it. Where it's just like, you had to break, like, you broke down why it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, like, like BBS, BBS uh, makes it to the next round um, for there. Uh, for our last two matchups here for the first round, uh, first we've got Watchmen from 2009, another Zack Snyder joint. Versus, yes. versus uh, Joss Whedon's Justice League from 2017. Holy shit! Yeah, that's. Oh, um, okay. All right, I got my pick. Uh, you got your pick, Carl. I'm actually gonna go with. I'm actually gonna go with Justice League as the worst. Mm. Yeah. And not to mention, see, I, a couple years ago, it's in, it's in a storage unit right now. But I bought a box set that has like. A lot of DC movies. This one came with Watchmen. Mind you, we watched it at work, but we was just doing all like franchises at work. And we watched it. We started it at nine, and we did not finish Watchmen until the end of the day, which was at three o'clock. Because that included like the full, like extended cut with animated cutscenes in it. Yeah. And that just lost me. Mm. Where it's just like, you know, what, I'm at. Uh, well, whew, yeah, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna stick with Justice League on this one because now it's unfortunate. Why Justice League was, had to take the direction that it turned? As yeah. a matter of fact, I'm not even going to call it Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm going to call it Joss Whedon's Justice League. Yeah. The only good thing about it is that Joss Whedon 
went in here and said, oh, it's dark in here. Quit. Orange. He <laughs> 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 just turned on an orange light. Yeah. <laughs> and it just pissed me off. Like, why pose dark side as the big threat when you're in the beginning of the movie? Oh, our main heroes aren't the ones who we who you know we're supposed to tell the story that these people are gonna beat them but people before them beat them mm. so what kind of threat is he I'm like okay you can just you're the main threat but yet you can be beat mm. yeah like I couldn't take I couldn't take dark side seriously and dark side's a much more compelling character than what they give us yeah and Steppenwolf yeah Steppenwolf was Steppenwolf was just I think he just mad that he lost the battle. He no Steppenwolf got his ass beat so bad that he crossed over to the MCU and then got beat by Thor and Thor Ragnarok at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just like it was just a lot of useless. There's literally only one good scene in that entire movie. And that was just when the the Flash was running so fast that he's slow, and Superman just makes eye contact with him. Yeah, yeah, that that was the best I scene. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was it. That was it. The story was just wasn't there. They made Cyborg into a glorified Flash drive. Mm-hmm. At least you know Snack Snyder made us care about Cyborg a little more, yeah. but we still had no connection. You know, we really just didn't have any connection with these characters other than the simple fact that it's just, it's Batman, it's Superman, it's Flash, it's Wonder Woman, it's, and that's it. Hmm. There was no moving qualities to that. It, there was no, like, I need to see this. It was just, all right, well, this it's a new superhero movie. We got to wrap with I got to watch this. Yeah. And it just disappointed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so... How about you, Lou? Uh, Watchmen or Justice League? Well, I, I, I enjoyed Watchmen. I really liked Rorschach. Um, I thought he was awesome in the movie, so I'm not going to vote for that. I'm definitely pulling for Justice League here to kind of move far into this tournament. I don't know if it's going to win looking at some of these things we got here, but, man, Joss Whedon really, he just fucking, some of the decisions that he decided to do, I don't know. Obviously, we know now what, well, we don't know if this was the original idea Zack Snyder had, but, you know, we got his final product, so we know what he kind of wanted to do. But, dude, cutting so much of Cyborg's story, and I know he was, like, pressed for time, and he had, you know, to do a lot of editing and a lot of reshooting and all this shit, and the thing with Henry Cavill's mustache, the, the CGI, the mustache, and he had the weird lip and all that shit. Oh, yeah, he, he had yeah. that. It was just... <laughs> there was a good movie in there somewhere. It just was, like, very incoherent. And yeah. um, I, like... Like, I was into it for the first, like, 20, 25 minutes. Like, when Batman's fighting fucking, you know, uh, one of those, like, creatures from, like, Darkseid's army. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool, dude. Like, he's literally, like, flying through Gotham... And like fighting this thing in the air, I thought that shit was cool. But then it just the movie falls apart. Yeah, it's not great. Um, 
it's it's best that we don't talk about this for much longer. Yeah. Um, and just say that it advances over for me. It advances over Watchmen because um, Watchmen seemed kind of like a passion project for Zack Snyder, and yeah. you know it was it, it was what it was, man. He didn't make any apologies for it. He that was the movie he wanted to make, and I can appreciate that. So yeah, I go Justice League. Justice League. Yeah, just I like that. Yeah, I'll also go with uh, Justice League as well. Um, I'll say, like, Zack Snyder's Watchmen was... I think like, his biggest crime was, like, it was too faithful to the source material, like, down to, the, like, the visuals. It kind of, like, felt like he was, like... It was like it was like a motion comic come to life, basically. Um, for better or for worse. Uh, but but Justice League from 2017, yeah, it, it, was, it was just a bad film. And, yeah, I know the circumstances surrounding it um led to led to it being what it was but some of the decisions that that joss whedon made like it clearly made for like a a worse film um but and zack snyder's justice league really corrected everything so yeah justice league 2017 makes it to the next round um and uh and speaking of dc uh the last the last round the last matchup in the first round of this tournament to wrap it up in this episode we've got 2016's suicide squad uh, Academy Award winner for Best Makeup uh, versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014, the CG live-action reboot. Which is the worst film here, gentlemen? Oh, man. This is one. Why do you name it? Why do you name it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you make them aliens? <laughs> like, I don't. You're already making a fantastical movie. You're already asking the audience to have a suspension of disbelief where you have these literal radioactive turtles become these super mutants and they're fighting other super mutants. You don't need to make them aliens Mm -hmm. on top of the fucking fact. So that right there, when I heard that, I was already irritated. But the trailer was pretty cool with the... You know, they showed foot soldiers and they showed them fighting Shredder and skateboarding and all this shit. I was like, all right, I'll check this out. And no, I shouldn't have checked it out. It was, uh, (laughs) it was, uh, not great, but Suicide Squad, uh, holy shit. Um, that movie, man, just the, the, the Jared Leto with damaged tattoo on his forehead. Damaged, yeah. And the fucking teeth smile on his hand and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I get they were trying to, like... And I know the movie wasn't about him, but I'm sorry. He fucking took the movie over. Like, just because it was so distracting. And I think, honestly, that was done purposely because there was literally, like, no plot in this movie. There was no plot. It's like, you have these criminals, they're chasing after this girl, she turns bad, literally like that, with no, she's just like, all right, I'm bad now, like, you're, it just, one of the worst experiences I've had in a theater, because I was just like squirming in my chair from the fucking cringe, I was like, I want to leave, but I paid for this, so like, I might as well see it through, Mm -hmm. and dude, I'm sorry, but Will Smith... It's just, I just, 
I know that there's a lot of Will Smith fans out there. I know he's done a lot of serious movies and he's gotten acclaim for his acting and all that. I hate Will Smith movies. <laughs> I just <laughs> he sucks. He plays the same fucking character in every fucking movie that he's in, like action wise. Like he's the same dude, bro. So him playing Deadshot is just he's always so over the top with that kind of shit. And it's just it's so like I can't think of a word. But it's so like ham fisted the shit that he does. He just fucking annoys me. Like mm. I can't I can't deal with Will Smith in my like comic book movies. So I'm glad he's not in any more of them. Um if I had to pick between one of these two to move forward, man, that's fucking tough. Yeah. Uh shit. If he would have had the second Ninja Turtles movie on here, it'd have been a lot easier choice. Um, but I am going to have to go with Suicide Squad. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because it just just the fact that you took the Joker and you 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 made him a fucking I don't even know what he was. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, Carl? I'm gonna go with Suicide Squad. Hmm. Okay. That's because there's so much more to dissect with how bad it is. I mean, the, the Ninja Turtles was just a bad movie, and then that's just it. Mm. You know, there's only one good scene in that Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. And that's the elevated scene when they're beatboxing. <laughs> wow. That was it. That's the only enjoyment I got. Mm. Other than that, now on to Suicide Squad. I mean, we can never, I, I don't think I can never get tired of roasting this movie. I mean, you got Will Smith teaching his daughter murder math, which is AKA geometry. Yeah. Um, it won best makeup and hairstyling just because the Harley, that version of Harley Quinn became a cosplay phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You got. Enchantress, who's just a good girl who just all of a sudden did a 2000s WCW heel turn. <laughs> turning just to be turning. Yeah, it was all super of, weird. And just became Enchantress and just starts pop-locking <laughs> just as her standard movements. Hmm. I think the only interesting thing and the only interesting character was Diablo and he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Um Jared Le- eh, eh, <laughs> eh, eh. What's that scene? That's where, my laugh. What's that That's scene where he's like sitting in that room and there's just like a thousand knives like that on paper clear? Like, Get oh, the yeah. fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Get the who has like time for all that shit? He sounds yeah. like me when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's it. There was really like, oh, let's just put together some bad guys and make them do good. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, other than Harley Quinn, you just didn't care. Yeah. And it was hard to care you wanted to care but it was hard like it was I Margot Robbie I mean, it was just eye candy 
She looked good. But just, no, no, mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the only thing I really carried, the one thing, that, another thing that carried that movie was the soundtrack. Yeah. Which was only like three good songs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say like, yeah, Suicide Squad for me makes makes this round because like it was... It, it was quite terrible when it came out, and um, especially in light of the 2021 Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. This this yeah. film this film is even worse. Like it, it just pales in comparison. Like Jared Leto's try hard Joker, um, the Enchantress as as the villain. Uh, yeah, man, this 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 movie just you you, you could tell like you could tell like DC was trying hard to like capitalize on that Guardians. Uh, bandwagon yeah. that flavor, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. that, even down to how the trailer was edited with all the popular songs from like back in the day, and it 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 just it just came off as a pale imitation of that. So, so yeah, uh, Suicide Squad 2016, it makes it it makes it to this round to the next round, and uh, yeah, and right now that concludes like the first round of this snout filled bad movie bad combo movies tournament so we'll 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 call we'll call the episode here i know i know we're running a bit late but just but just yeah. to give you a rundown of next week's episode where we're going to go Ooh. for the second round and we're going to complete the tournament uh the next the upcoming matches we have we have catwoman versus T- versus teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 Ooh. that's one wow. uh we've got judge dread versus batman and robin uh, Blade Trinity versus Elektra. Uh, Fance Four Stick versus Son of the Mask. <laughs> uh, we also have Thor: The Dark World versus Spider-Man Three. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder versus Morbius. Uh, My God. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen versus Batman versus Superman. And Justice League 2017 versus Suicide Squad 2016, kicking off the second round. So that's going to be for next week. We're going to. Wow. <laughs> we're gonna... <laughs> this is getting. This is a problem. Oh yeah. Now we're getting. Well, I mean, we at the snout, but now we're getting into the boogers of the snout. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Just, just, just straight up. Uh, straight up. You know, just. Booger juice right here, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, next week we're going to conclude the tournament, kicking off the second round, and we're going to see which of these terrible films will make it to the to the final to the final four and become the ultimate winner. Uh, there, yeah. There's some strong contenders Burst. here, some strong stinkers here. So uh, burn your incense, get your gas mask out, because we're going to wade through some shit next week. <laughs> In the words of the great Stokely Hathaway, I see a lot of two packs of ass on this list. Is my God? Yeah. So 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 on that note, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Lou, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you guys, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, hopefully we'll see you next week. We'll uh, we'll we'll conclude this tournament. Hopefully we'll get a couple more guests to to join us uh, for this. Hell yeah. uh, for this next round. Oh, I, think, I think after this round, I think after this round, it's happening. Oh, awesome, awesome. So yeah, um, so yeah, that concludes uh, the first round of the Bad Comic Book Movies Tournament. Uh, once again, thank you all in the comments for watching and listening. Uh, uh, Lou, tell the good people where they can find your work and your podcast and your stuff. Oh, awesome. Um, so my name is Lou from the BX. That's what I go by. 
you can go to the Everything Podcast on Instagram. From there, when you click on my bio, you'll be able to click on the Drum IO link, and I'll have all my delicious content there. I have my podcast, which is, again, the Everything Podcast, the second podcast that I'm co-hosting with my friend Nick Anicelli. Wrestling is trash. If you guys are into wrestling content, we don't. We try to cover all aspects of it, you know, booking and reviewing and doing pre-shows and all that. So we have a good time doing that show. We talk about everything, AEW, WWE, New Japan, GCW, Impact. We try to get it all in there. So if you enjoy wrestling content, you can check us out on YouTube at Wrestling is Trash. And, um, yeah, man, just thank you guys so much for having me. I really do enjoy this show. So it was really cool being on here. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for coming. I've been wanting that. I've been. I to the Everything Podcast. I'm like, I need to get Luma here. Just, <laughs> and I'm glad we picked the right subject. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah this is this is craziness. I can't wait to see what who who's winning this. Oh yeah. This is gonna be nuts. I say, and I know this is not my show or anything, but I say whoever wins this, uh, there has to be a watch along for whatever wins. That's a good idea. That's a good you have idea. To have a sit down, watch along, and watch whatever piece of shit comes out of this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, but yeah, uh, thank you once again, and uh, and for everyone else, you can catch all of our episodes on Facebook Live Tuesday Tuesday evenings around eight p.m. ish Eastern. Uh, you can also find our episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts. Just Google us, and you can. Find our shows pretty much everywhere on any podcasting platform. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast and Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. Yes, and also April 2nd, uh, I'll be representing the podcast doing a uh, Q&A with uh, former WWE star Maven. It starts at 4 p.m. at Moonshine Alley at 52 uh, Pine Street in downtown Providence. Yeah, you definitely don't want him to come miss it. Come out. Just you don't want to miss this. Come out. Enjoy Mania. Enjoy the Q and A. Have some fun. Have some good drinks. Have some good food. Everything that you're gonna need. Everything that you need to enjoy Mania will be there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, once again, uh, thank you all for watching and listening to this episode. Uh, tune in next week for the second half of our Bad Comic Book Movie Tournament. You, you, you don't want to miss that. Uh, as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.